You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for your Wednesday episode of Locked On Browns. Uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd, uh, continuing to roll on through here the week as you know, we start to learn more and more about what our 2020 Cleveland Browns training camp is going to look and feel like. Today's episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com. Uh, some Browns news to start the day. Well, actually, let's go with this. We're, we'll do some Browns news, NFL news of the day. Uh, I'll do a second segment here as we start to preview the wide receiver position ahead of 2020 training camp. Um, uh, as I did yesterday, I tried to nail you down the offensive players to make the final 53 for the Browns. Today, we'll try to kick it over in the last segment here and do that on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Cleveland Browns news to start the day. Um, obviously, the Browns are going to have to take this roster and slim it down from 90 to 80 as part of the compliance uh, for training camp here. Uh, you know, with the restrictions, you know, due to the coronavirus here. Uh, Trayvon Young, defensive end. For those of you who didn't even know him, well, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Uh, injury settlement, Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Young is, you know, uh, going to move on. So the Browns roster slimming down just a tad. As far as training camp, and obviously this was really difficult for uh, a lot of you fans. Um, the Browns training camp and their practices and how heavily... It was populated. It, it was one of it's one of the bigger ones in the NFL. Uh, the tradition has always been there. It's been a steep tradition. Um, sadly, that's not going to be the case this year. Um, just you know, obviously the risk being too great. Um, now you're hearing obviously schools in Ohio maybe closed for at least the first marking period um, to homeschooling. So obviously there's no way you're going to be able to have people in the building to attend training camp or watch training camp. It's you know it stinks. It sucks. Um, it's going to go for the media as well. Um, this probably would have been the first summer where I would have traveled out and caught some training camp myself. Sadly, you know, not to be. But what have the Cleveland Browns done? The Cleveland Browns have found a way, and this will start on Friday, uh, August 14th, which will be their first legitimate practice uh, as far as, you know, a team unit, as long as everything progresses and they get to that point. It will be streamed. Uh, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitter, uh, you know, whether it's through the Browns' main account, um, it will be able to be viewed. It will be able to be watched. So we'll get to see, uh, you know, year three of Baker Mayfield. We'll get to see, get our first looks at Jedrick Wills, Grant Elpit. We'll get to see, you know, Jack Conklin. And we'll get to see Austin Hooper start to see some taste of the Kevin Stefanski offense that he is putting together here for our Cleveland Browns. So like I said, that will start on Friday, August 14th. Um, first team practice is not allowed. I mean, first uh, uh, tackling live practice is not allowed to uh, start till Monday, August 17th. Um, only 14 padded practices are permitted for training camp, um, which, you know, obviously the first couple of weeks of the season is usually a little sloppy anyway. Um, but maybe a chance for it to be a little more sloppy this year. Um, just some things uh, throughout the buildup of the, uh, to the season. The Browns players, coaches, and staff will be tested regularly for COVID-19. Those who receive Tier 1 or Tier 2 designation will be tested daily for at least the first 14 days and will then be tested no less than every other day. On Monday, the NFL and the Players Association officially approved the Browns' infectious disease emergency response plan, which I told you guys yesterday. 
Um, as far as you know, the training camp, uh, you know, the stream, the live two-hour show on all the team's media platforms, offering fans an exclusive close-up view of all practices, highlighted by in-depth football analysis, interviews, sights and sounds from the field, interviews with players, coaches, and alumni, while also being to able to ask questions, share comments, and participate with partner promotions and giveaways. Uh, you'll have Nathan Zagara. Uh, you know, obviously they're commentating Josh Cribs, who will be part of the 2020. Browns Ring of Honor will also be there. So you're going to get some great uh, insight, obviously, from Josh Cribbs. Um, and obviously, uh, to get to see Josh Cribbs uh, more associated in a bigger role with the Cleveland Browns, I'm sure all you Browns fans are uh, absolutely excited about that. You know, Josh, Josh has a huge, huge respect within the Browns fans community. Um, and overall in the NFL, uh, you know, for to you know, make the living how Josh Cribbs did in the NFL, uh, it, you know, it's impressive. It's one of the hardest routes to take in, for, you know, to get more Josh Cribs, get his invaluable insight. Actually, hopefully, maybe we'll get to see, you know, some of his thought process on the return game. As we'll see who's going to be the return man for the 2020 Cleveland Browns. So I'm looking forward to it, though. But you know, the thing is, look, media, fans, everybody's going to have the same opportunity for the same amount of access for training camp, and without any preseason games, uh, this hopefully is going to be something uh, a little bit something to you know calm the addiction till we can get to the regular season. Uh, third, uh, 14 days ago, Miles Garrett signed a big whopping five-year extension, $125 million. He was the highest paid player in the NFL for 13 days. Uh, Joey Bosa has signed his extension with the Los Angeles Chargers, five years, $135 million uh, for Miles Garrett. You know, obviously it was a fun little run while it lasted. Um, I look at it from this point standpoint. I look at Andrew Berry and his company did a fantastic job. They got the better player, the better pass rusher, for $10 million cheaper than the Chargers just paid Joey Bosa. Uh, I, you know, there was some arguing with some people last night on social media, and it always seems to happen to me. I just can't put out a tweet sometimes without having to come back to me. Yes, I would take Miles Garrett over Joey Bosa. I would maybe take Miles Garrett over almost every edge rusher in the NFL. Uh, I don't. I'm okay with it. It's not being a homerism. It's not kissing anybody's butt. Miles Garrett is a fantastic player. He's a ridiculous athlete. His commitment to his craft, the just overall gentleman that Miles Garrett is, the human being that he is. The man has a tremendous heart. He cares. He wants to make the world a better place. Um, so kudos to Andrew Berry and the front office for getting a player of this stature locked up for as long as they did and to get him for $10 million cheaper than the Los Angeles Chargers just paid Joey Bosa. It's a win-win all around. We're going to get to the wide receiver position preview here in a second <clears throat> as we continue to roll on through on your Wednesday, Locked on Browns. Chain stores have different prices, price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. RockAuto.com for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you Rock 
auto.com. So like I said, we're going to get into the wide receiver pre uh, preview issue uh, portion here. Uh, we did quarterbacks on Monday with Pete Smith. I did the running back position group yesterday. <clears throat> so we'll get into the wide receiver group here today. Obviously, the room starts with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, both players in this top 100 that, that's been going around. Don't worry about that list, guys. Um, it's done by players, and the thought process behind it is supposed to be strong. I just don't think players care as much about it. I think it's more maybe of a popularity contest or people write it for their friends. Um, so Odell and Jarvis, obviously last year, you know, both players, you know, Jarvis, fantastic year in his second year in Cleveland. Um, Odell, both he and Jarvis, limited with injuries. Jarvis with the hip. Odell with the nagging hernia, both required off-season surgery. You get them into the system now. Uh, and you look, um, you know, from Minnesota, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, both have flourished within this system. The amount of targets this year is probably going to be down the goal would be to hit on a higher percentage um, of the targets that are thrown to these guys, which can be done through the threat of the gunning, running game, which can be done through play action, which can be done with the other threats on the field, the returning David Najoko, returning Rashard Higgins, uh, and uh, in addition of Austin Hooper, 16 games of Kareem Hunt, and the threat he can bring out of the backfield. You know what you've got in these two. The future of these two at the position is interesting. Um, if you know, the rumors are true in the way the salary cap is going to trend downwards, you know, due to you know, lack of income from the amount of people that are not going to be allowed to go to games this year, uh, it maybe sets up for a possibility where this is the last go-round for Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. as teammates. There comes a time here where these bo both these guys, and look, they, they both spoke on winning and how much they want to win. So it's maybe time for the money and the statistics to maybe go by the wayside. Uh, I think everybody here, I don't think anybody cares. You know, if the Browns went 10 and 6, 11 and 5, I don't think anybody's going to care about what anybody's statistical output is. It's really, it's great to say you want to win. It's a whole other thing to go out and do it, which means maybe you're going to have to sacrifice some of your stats, some of your limelight for the greater good of the team. And I, that is kind of what this offense and this system is going to do. It's going to be to flourish everybody. And give everybody a chance to eat, everybody a chance to succeed, to keep the defense on their toes. You look at the rest of the wide receiver room. Richard Higgins still looking for some sort of stability as a contract here in the NFL on the second contract. What has he been successful with to this point? Really? Only in 2018? Successful with Baker Mayfield. Uh, there were offers, um, some for even more money. Uh, Richard Higgins chose to bet on Baker Mayfield, his known commodity what he has succeeded with in the NFL to this point. Here for a little bit less than a million dollars. Now, third, fourth, fifth wide receiver, it was never a big, big position or a much, much used position as far as, you know, Kevin Stefanski and the way Minnesota Vikings did things while in Kevin's time there. So we don't know. It's hard to say, you know, how what the importance is of the third or the fourth wide receiver, or even a fifth wide receiver. Um, is Kevin Stefanski going to come here and do everything exactly the same way he did in Minnesota? No. No, he's not. Obviously, you know, he's going... Um, I'm sure he's got other things he wants to implement. Um, a lot of it could also be on, you know, the personnel he has. Um, maybe he has a better third wide receiver here. Um, maybe has more de depth here. Uh, you know, Thielen and Diggs are a great one, too, as Odell and Jarvis are. 
but he may have more depth at the position here. So Rashard Higgins, it's nice to have him back in the fold, A, for Baker, because if you're trying to get Baker back to being right, um, Rashard Higgins and Baker, we say it all the time, they just have this chemistry, symmetry. Um, Baker knows what Rashard's doing. Rashard always seems to know exactly where he needs to be in the clutch situation for Baker. And we've seen the success of these two through 2018, limited in 2019, except for maybe the first drive of the year. And then, of course, for you know the game-winning touchdown versus the Buffalo Bills. But getting Rashard back into the fold here, good for Rashard, good for the offense, good for Baker Mayfield. Now you get to the rest of that room. And you've got the rookie Donovan Peoples-Jones. You've got Damian Ratley. You've got Kadero Hodge. You've got DJ Montgomery, who was last year's summer star, so to speak, until a hamstring, you know, took him out of the fold. It's kind of hard to figure out what's going to be four, five, or six here. You know, when I talked about yesterday, I said there could be a case here for five wide receivers, could be a case here for six wide receivers. Um, I got to think Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be in the fold. He's going to make this roster. The Browns were <coughs> extremely excited about Donovan Peoples-Jones. They were maybe committed to taking him earlier than they did in the sixth round. He kept falling. They saw the opportunity was going to be there. They got a ridiculously good athlete, really, really smart young man, great head on his shoulder <coughs> with a you know with the sixth round selection. Yes, normally a sixth round pick. That's not much to be you know hanging your hat on as far as you know stability and whether or not you're going to be able to stick around. But they really like Donovan Peoples Jones. Now, but you get into the rest of these guys. You know, Damian Ratley, you know, he's had, had some moments here. You know, had a, almost a 100-yard game in as a rookie against the Chargers. Um, last year in the finale, caught a big, long touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield against the Bengals. Kadero Hodge, again, here's another one with Ratley. Um, good size of the position. One thing that the Browns are lacking at the wide receiver position is size. Hodge, Rat, Ratley both bring this, along with being plus special teamers. There may only be room for one of them. Um, so, you know, it's going to be, it, it's, it's difficult with both of these guys because they are very, very similar. So I don't know if there's necessarily the spot for both of them. DJ Montgomery. DJ Montgomery last year was a fun player in the summer. You know, he just found a way to consistently get vertical, whether it was against the, uh, the Redskins in the preseason, whether it was against the Colts in the preseason. Uh, then a you know hamstring injury you know befuddled him. That was one move I will give Don, John Dorsey credit for. He was able to stash away DJ Montgomery in the hopes of you know having some him be some sort of asset here in 2020. Problem is is you know he was part of the old regime. He is not part of this regime. Now as just as I said with Ratley and Hodge, where they may cancel each other out, you have to worry about Peoples Jones and DJ Montgomery canceling each other out. Uh, both similar type of guys. Um, but you could use Montgomery to make this team. He's going to have to continue to get vertical during camp. Uh, you know, it's not that, you know, Odell can't do that. You just don't want to make Odell have to do that. He is such a great player. You want him to run the complete route tree. He's going to draw attention wherever he goes. There's no sense to just continuously run him deep. If you end up needing third or fourth wide receiver to do these vertical types of things to open things up underneath, DJ Montgomery could fill that role. Uh, obviously, Donovan Peoples-Jones can, but maybe you know uh, DPJ as a rookie struggles a little bit. You know, maybe the situation is a little big for him without having you know much time to get acclimated, without having OTAs. So it'll be interesting. But you know, I like DJ Montgomery. I'm just not sure how it's going to fit in the fold here for him this year. Um, somebody most likely is going to get a you know a waiver pickup of DJ Montgomery and probably get a guy who's ready to contribute right away. It really looked like DJ Montgomery could have been part of last year's wide receiving core. 
just a difficult break for him. And now here in a situation with a new regime and, you know, they've made their own moves. So, you know, you're going to see a consistency of Odell Jarvis, uh, obviously Richard Higgins, and um, somehow, some way, probably by midseason or so, working his way into the fold as a playmaker and a return man, Donovan Peoples-Johnson. We're going to continue to roll on through here. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here where I'm going to try to predict the final players on the 53-man roster on the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, your Wednesday Locked on Browns. If you were not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, there is no better time like the present. Smash that subscribe button. Go ahead and leave a fat five-star rating, please. A fantastic written review for your host, Jeff Lloyd. Um, all things just to help the show here. I try to do everything I can to accommodate you guys as listeners. As I will always say, the show will only go as far as the people who listen to it. So please, Spotify, iTunes, go ahead and make sure you're subscribed. Or drop that five-star rating and written review. I appreciate it, guys. So yesterday we discussed on the defensive side, uh, the offensive side of the ball, we got to 25 players. Um, obviously, if we're going with a 53-man roster between Hewlett, between Seibert, and between the Hammer, those three. So obviously 25 players we are looking to put on the defense here on what would be the opening day roster for your Cleveland Browns. Obviously, this team is going to be heavy on the defensive line. Obviously, this team is going to be heavy in the secondary. So with that, we've got to find a way to manipulate those positions to get enough bodies in here. On the defensive line, we know Miles Garrett's here. We know Larry Ogunjobi's here. We know Sheldon Richardson's going to be here. We know Olivier Vernon is going to be here. There is your starting Defensive line uh, this year for the Cleveland Browns. Um, not enough superlatives can be said about Miles. Larry is going to be in a unique position here, um, working his tail off. I mean, the guy just looks incredible. The physical shape he is in does not have a contract for next season. So this is Larry playing for Larry. This is Larry paying for what is his next opportunity here in the NFL. Looks great. Putting in the work here um, to get a consistent Larry Ogunjobi for 16 games would really, really behoove this Browns defensive line. Sheldon Richardson, um, when he signed this three-year deal, um, it was essentially on paper was a two-year deal. Sheldon could be in a position where he is not here for 2021. I have no problems with Sheldon Richardson. Uh, you know, obviously watched the beginning of his career with the Jets. Um, you know, a couple of mishaps off the field. Sheldon Richardson has grown. He's a father now much more committed to his craft, committed to the game. I thought he really stepped up towards the end of last season where Olivier was down with the injuries, where Miles was obviously out with the suspension, and Sheldon Richardson really showed well and really gave it his all as essentially being the only consistent force on that defensive line. Olivier Vernon, a great partner to Miles Garrett, um, technically sound, does what is asked of him, um, the pass rushing numbers last year weren't what they could have been. Um, I think they could be even greater this year as he's maybe a little bit more comfortable playing with a superstar player and, you know, obviously playing now against right tackles. Most of his career he was playing against left tackles. So Olivier Vernon here, and obviously he's a huge asset in, uh, you know, having to defend the Baltimore Ravens and the agility and the athleticism of one Lamar Jackson. So we're four deep so far on the defensive line. Andrew Billings, Jordan Elliott as your reserve defensive tackles. Maybe not even reserve. I think Billy's going to get more playing time than anyone expects. 
Elliot, it will be on him as much as you know as much as he can excel. As many opportunities as he's going to get. Um, we know Adrian Claiborne is going to be here as far as your third defensive end. Fantastic addition, former first round pick. Uh, can really, really get after the quarterback. Been a consistent pass rushing presence in the NFL for his entire time here. This was a great move, underrated move here, and I don't think enough people are talking about him. Porter Gustin. This is my sleeper in the defensive line room. Uh, ultra athletic, extremely productive while he was down at USC. Started to the lights started to go on a little bit towards the end of last year, and obviously it was a rough time. For Porter Gustin, the end of his you know, senior year at USC, cut short, uh, failed test for a prescription drug at the Combine, then finally got to the Browns, and I think it was about week seven or week eight, um, got some opportunities, You know, got his first career sack against the Miami Dolphins. Sky's the limit, I think, for a guy like Porter Gustin. He just has everything and then some. So with this opportunity now, um, and maybe a little bit more comfortable, where he can just go out and let his athleticism just do its thing. I think we're going to be surprised here, and I wouldn't be surprised if Porter Gustin puts up a season that would maybe have five, six sacks as a reserve edge rusher. I'm going to keep nine defensive linemen, and it comes down to this last one, and sorry to all my Chad Thomas lovers. I don't see Chad Thomas making the 2020 Cleveland Browns. I am going to keep one more defensive tackle. And the reason I'm going to keep five defensive tackles is because I think I can use Sheldon Richardson in more than one way. He's been a defensive end. He's been a defensive tackle. He even played stand-up edge in a 3-4 for the Jets when he was needed in that time. So I can use Sheldon in a variety of ways. Eli Anku. I'm going to keep Eli here. I want one more big guy in the middle of the defensive line. May not even be a guy who dresses on game day, but we're going to go with nine guys on the defensive line. Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi, Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, Andrew Billings, uh, Jordan Elliott, Adrian Claiborne, Port Augustine, and Eli Anku, your nine on the defensive line. We've talked at length about this linebacker position, what exactly it's going to mean to the Browns this year. And it's it's going to be one or two guys. It might only be one guy at times with the heavy nickel and dime that they want to play. I don't think they're going to keep a bunch because if you're going to want to play a lot of nickel and dime, you're going to need a heck of a lot of defensive backs. So at the linebacker position, B.J. Goodson obviously signed this offense. I mean, this offseason, he, you know, as a run stuffer, he may not even be a regular down. It may be more of a goal line. He may be more of a third in inches type of linebacker. Then we get to the kids. Um, Sione Takitaki in year two, second oldest linebacker on the team. Uh, we're going to have to see. This is absolutely a wild card. The Browns thought they had a role for him last year. We never really got to see much of it, where they only got 100 snaps, even with the injuries to Christian Kirksey. Sione Takitaki can do several things. He can rush a little bit from the edge. Um, the coverage still a, a work in progress, obviously. But stuff, tough, physical in the run game. Loves getting his nose dirty. He's one of these guys that defensive coaches love because usually if there is some sort of practice scrum fight words are being given Sione Takitaki is that guy there's just no off switch in a guy like Sione Takitaki Mac Wilson Mac Wilson I would say coming into this you would have to think that maybe Mac Wilson has the most on his plate in a linebacker unit Um, he is he's returning with the most reps um, even if they weren't all good um, got a ton of playing time last year um, Mac Wilson's working his ass off as far as trying to improve himself as a player. There's a lot, and the expectations from Browns fans are pretty high for Mac Wilson. We'll see if he's going to be able to uh, basically uh, 
meet said expectations. Jacob Phillips, rookie out of LSU. Um, enough said here, guys. You know exactly what I think of the player. Um, I've touted, I touted him for a long, long, long time. Uh, I think he is going to end up being the number one linebacker on this team, and I think it's going to be sooner than later in 2020 where Jacob Phillips takes over and basically becomes the linchpin of the linebacker room. There's just so much to like about his game. Can cover. Great in the run game. Smart, effective as far as run fits, knowing exactly when to hit a hole on a run blitz. Great player. I think Willie Harvey is going to make this team as well. Um, Willie Harvey was showing well on special teams. There's no way you're only going to be able to keep four linebackers. I think Willie Harvey is going to sneak in here with special teams play, and maybe there's an opportunity for him to get some reps at the linebacker position. B.J. Goodson, Sione Takitaki, Mac Wilson, Jacob Phillips, Willie Harvey. That takes us to 14 overall defensive players, which means we're going to need a lot of defensive backs here. A lot of defensive backs. So you start off. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, your starters at corner. Carl Joseph, Grant Telpit, uh, your other starters in the secondary. And to say starters and only four, ma- four names may not mean much with the amount of nickel and dime here. Um, Andrew Sandeo, obviously going to make this team. There's your fifth defensive back. Um, his experience you know, with the Minnesota guys, his experience overall, can play closer to the line of scrimmage, can play some deeper free safety. But as he's getting older, as the athleticism may be waning away, and that's not a possibility. But still, there's your fifth defensive back. Kevin Johnson signed here for a reason. I think he's kind of a greedy Williams insurance policy. If the light doesn't, you know, if the lamp doesn't light up so much in year two for Greedy Williams, you've got a veteran in Kevin Johnson who can play on the outside. Uh, defensive back number seven, Sheldrick Redwine. Um, Sheldrick played well towards the end of last season. He could be caught in a no man's land here due to the fact that. This team, you know, has obviously made a lot of moves at the safety position, but Sheldrick's got the athleticism, he's got the smarts, he was a willing tackler last year at times, can play closer to the line of scrimmage, can play more of a traditional on-the-roof free safety. I'm very, very excited about Sheldrick Redwine, and I, and I think I think he's a sleeper here that most people aren't necessarily giving enough time, uh, time to. A.J. Green, the rookie out of Oklahoma State, this is a player they absolutely like. This is a player they coveted, they wanted to go out and get, and they most certainly did. Even though he's an undrafted free agent, he's going to get every opportunity here to get playing time. So it, it the sky is the limit for A.J. Green. Terrence Mitchell. This is a really, really tough one here. And there's a, I have two ways for this to work. Terrence Mitchell could be cut here sometime before the summer's over. If Greedy Williams hits his mark and is showing the way he is, because you have Kevin Johnson. You're going to want to get A.J. Green some time. And you get into this mix here of, are you going to keep Terrence Mitchell for a $3 million cap hit to not play? So you get into this spot, whether it's Terrence Mitchell, Tavier Thomas, and Donnie Lewis Jr. You're only going to be able to keep two of them. Tavier Thomas is going to stay. He is a plus, plus special teamer. Also, if you're going to play this much nickel and dime, you're going to want to have a plus special teamer in the secondary. So God forbid you're going to need some more reps and some other guys to play in the secondary. You've got a guy like Tavier Thomas, and he can be you know, a reserve defensive back, but also a plus special teamer. So it's either Donnie Lewis or it's Terrence Mitchell. Um, you may just say, you know, we'll keep Terrence Mitchell, we'll pay him his money, and then at the end of the year, you know, amends, amends, and we'll go on. Or do you keep a guy like Donnie Lewis who's got the size to fit into the slot? Really, really 
you know, interesting player. Obviously, never got a legitimate chance last year with the, uh, you know, the injury. Um, not to mention, in fact, everything was just a mess last year. Um, so, you know, they will be vying for defensive back number 10. It'll either be Terrence Mitchell. It'll either be Donnie Lewis Jr. Um, for now, unless another safety is brought in, I don't see a reason in not keeping JT Hassel. He can maybe play close to the line of scrimmage. He can give you like a linebacker look if you're going, you know, big nickel, um, dime, that type of thing. Um, great on special teams here. For now, unless another safety is brought in here, uh, I'm going to see JT Hassel is making this team. So you're going to keep 11 in the secondary, six cornerbacks, five safeties. My only real question here is, is it Terrence Mitchell or is it Donnie Lewis Jr. in his second year at Tulane? We've gotten to cover here the NFL news of the day, the Cleveland Browns news of the day, your wide receiver positional preview ahead of training camp, and I did my best here to give you the 25 or 25 and a half that'll make the uh, defensive side of the ball of the 53-man roster come week one for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, check out the show, uh, again, iTunes and Spotify, the Twitter account for Locked On Browns, at Locked On Browns, all lowercase, follow back account, DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Any ideas, any input, things you'd like to incorporate it in the show, hit me up. We're always looking for ideas. If it's good, we'll certainly take the opportunity and run with it. Um, as I'll always say, the show only goes as far as you listeners carry it. So this, with that, um, this has been your Wednesday episode. we got more coming here this week. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.